He was an entrepreneur. He lost his business. He nearly died. So that sent me on a quest to study health, well-being, counselling, coaching, psychology, hypnosis, you name it. So I'm content. I think when you are content and happy with where you are, ultimately everything flows. When you're looking to get something from someone else because you're at a deficit, don't betray yourself. Don't betray yourself. You know, I think obviously you have to compromise in relationships and things like that. But don't betray who you are at your core and your values because you will get betrayed. People wonder why they get betrayed. It's because you're betraying all parts of you. I'm Farah Shamas. Welcome to Hotel Talk. We hope you enjoy listening to this friendly conversation between people connected by real life in hotels. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Hotel Talk podcast. And today I have with us a surprising guest, Marina Lazaris. We bumped into each other in Cyprus at a hotel and thought, well, we've got to do a podcast. She's also a podcast host of The Marina Show, which is on Spotify. And she's the author of this book, if you guys are watching on YouTube later, which is called Men Need Love Too. And it's a man's simple guide to sex and relationships. So thank you, Marina. Welcome, welcome, welcome. <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's so nice. And I love this. And I love that there's a connection, a very obvious connection with your name yes. to Cyprus. You've got some Cypriot blood in you. I do. I loved my ear. Oh, that's yeah. so sweet. But so obviously, sweet. when people hear you or watch you or follow you, you're very much English. I am. Born and raised English girl in, from Surrey. Huh? From Surrey. But yeah, nice. I mean, obviously, the Greek roots will always have my heart right yeah there's so much love here so much healing here like this is a place I believe for ultimate transformation (laughs) I love that well I have loads of questions for you and um before I do my usual format I'm just gonna dive straight into your book so why the focus on men they were coming to me so I always believe be aware and mindful Mm. And they were coming to me with questions on love, relationships. And I was like, okay, this is needed. This is what's called for in the world right now. And whether or not it's the, the, the man or the masculine within you as a woman, right? Mm. Because I think myself included have been very driven in my masculine doing quite a lot. Mm which, you know, can lead you out of balance sometimes in your life. So your book is directed towards women or the the female or the male reader? It's directed to men, Mm -hmm. but lots of women are reading it. Yeah. Obviously to help in their relationship, to help their men. Mm -hmm. Um, But they're resonating with it from the masculine within them, Mm -hmm. that perspective of, you know, being in there, doing I call it mode, where you're getting results, you're doing things, but you're not open so much to receiving, which is more the feminine. So, okay, a lot of men were maybe asking you questions about love and life and sex and relationships and so much more. Um, But then why did you feel compelled to focus on that, to write a book on that and to make that your mission? Because a lot of people could say, oh, yeah, I've got guy friends and they ask me and what is it that you think gave you that qualification to well, write a book and help people? I suppose I was born on Valentine's Day. Okay. So love's lovely. always been an essential thing to me. 
I was very close to my dad, who's mm. Greek, Cypriot, growing yeah. up. He was an entrepreneur. He lost his business. He nearly died. So that sent me on a quest to study health, well-being, counselling, coaching, psychology, hypnosis, you name it. Mm. And then I believe, look, listen, whoever's coming to you is sometimes you're calling. And my clients were men and they were And you still do coaching. I still do coaching, mm-hmm. but intense, like yeah. intense retreats, if you like, for, for men. Um, yeah. And so they were coming to me and I was like, okay, it's so complicated out there with advice that's been given to men. And it's kind of like the blind leading the blind mm. <laughs> with absolute love yeah. for men. Well, but it is one of the yeah. things, isn't it? Men don't chat like a, a woman, you yeah. know, like women do or people more connected with their feminine, so I should say. So it's, you know, something happens in our lives and we'll immediately call a friend. We've got a WhatsApp group with 20 friends on. We'll discuss things yeah. and it's more socially acceptable and the norm. Whereas men, that's why suicide is up in men, isn't it? And yeah. depression, because men bottle it up, keep it in, think they have to be macho and they're not addressing their needs. A hundred percent. And they, you know, that's mm. how I kind of like start the book as in... Mm. You know, and and they they don't know where to go mm. because they don't want to go to other men. <laughs> yeah, and sometimes the other men still can't give that nurturing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's great to have. I mean, Cyprus, you see it here; it's beautiful. The men are in the coffee shops together, mm. and they've got that that yeah. community, the network. Yeah, whereas yeah, support we lose that in the Western world mm. more. You know, in in the UK. Although I'm not sure that they open up. Yeah. They're here. Yes, they're together a lot. We're a social culture but I'm not sure how much people are open to being open it's a lot about what's perceived how you're perceived so I think again people do bottle both men and women bottle yeah you're so right Mm. very much so here because it's shame on your family your family Mm -hmm. name what family you from and people feel that shame that Mm. cultural kind of shame which is sad yeah it's interesting so I've got here like that, you know, the balance between the feminine and the masculine. And there's obviously, as you just said, there's the, ba- the balance between that feminine masculine side. But where and why have we gone wrong in the modern world and what can we do to fix it? Um, I think sometimes, I think it's that division, isn't it? I think it's that not love and understanding for one another mm-hmm. and making everything so divided. Of course, men and women are different. Of course. Mm. But having love and respect for our differences mm-hmm. instead of letting that drive us apart, mm. you know? And I think, I guess the roles have, they have got so confused over the years. You know, women earn now. It's amazing what's happened in the last hundred years yeah. with women's rights. And we're still quite far from, I think, where we'd like to be with yeah. equal opportunities and equal pay. But within that has come so many complications. Who wears the trousers? How do we define who's supposed to do what? How we're supposed to feel about that? And each relationship is different. There's not a one size fits all. So I think it has got very confusing, Um, especially I would say in this part of the world where we are quite a masculine driven society still. Um, Yeah. yeah. You know, it's what I feel sad about is that being a mother is a full-time job, mm. right? Absolutely. And, you know... And you're a mother of two. I'm a mother of ten two. Ten and six. Ten yeah? and six. Yeah, two girls. So it's almost like it's redundant 
that nurturer, mm. the nurturer figure, the fact that being in your feminine, being kind, being loving, being mm. being in that energy is not seen as like one of the most valuable gifts yeah. you can possibly own, mm. right? Above yeah. and beyond anything else. Mm. It's, you know, and and I think if we stop and breathe, we can actually go, oh my gosh. Yeah. We need more of that. This We've is what lost we that. Yeah. We're missing that. We're missing that love. We're missing that nurture within ourselves to go, do you know what? You're doing a good job. Yeah. You know, rather than us beating ourselves up all the time to do more, to have more. So then, then And what? I guess it's quite a mindset shift. I saw something um, the other day, um, one influencer, and I loved it. He said, um, and I think he was like South, like kind of cowboy style, South Texan, South American <laughs> and um, yeah. Southern American. He was like, and he was going, I I can't, um, I don't help my wife in the kitchen. I don't help my wife with the kids. I don't help my um, wife, you know, doing the grocery. And he said, because I do it. I do the washing up. Yeah. I do put the kids to bed. I do household chores. And he says, I can't help my wife because that's my job. And wow. he said, change how you, and at the beginning you're thinking, oh my goodness, what a sexist guy. Yeah. This is yeah, the yeah. post this is going to be. And then he shifts and he's like, change the way you speak, change your mindset. And he's like, and grow the F up and be a man. Ooh. And I was Powerful. like, Whoa. yeah. <laughs> but that's and so, isn't, yeah, that, isn't that, and Isn't it was shocking. Imagine, and I, yeah. It's it's just so powerful because I think in a relationship, it's that I'm doing something for you. Mm-hmm. I want you to give me something now mm. <laughs> because of that. And it's kind of that imbalance of going, do you know what? If your wife wasn't there, guess what? You're going to have to do your washing, your cleaning, your cooking all by yourself. Like no one's going to do it for you. Yeah. So why wouldn't you do it together as a team and love mm-hmm. and appreciate each other rather than do it to get? Oh, I'm go- I've I've done the dishwasher. Now I want something from you, right? But I've seen a lot of your posts also focus on, I guess, it's breaking down that barrier of women like allowing themselves to be feminine and be the nurturer even for their husbands and not having to constantly keep up that their masculine side. Yeah. Um, I'm wondering how that's received by women. Do they appreciate that or do they think? You know, I don't want to go back to being a housewife or being seen because that's also a big battle, I think, within women. I think it's really difficult, isn't it? I think um, I think everything's kind of been received well at the mm. moment, like touch yeah, wood. Yeah. Um, but I think it's, again, I mean, if I look at my story, I have worked since I was 15. I, I Being just a housewife at home wasn't fulfilling enough for me mm. because I believe that we're here and one of our life purposes is to use our life purpose. I like to create. I'm going to be creating something till I'm 100. I'm proud of that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so let's not make any of that wrong. It's that I think it's when we're in that. Yeah, or bringing that shame with it or that guilt. That shame. because, yeah. And I think women do that more to other women. Mm. I've never really had that problem. Women love judge, judging on the women. Yeah, you don't, <laughs> get, you don't get that so much from men. Men are like, yeah. hey, they tend to. Not all all men, but they tend to not judge so much. Mm. They're like, hey, if you want to go and do that, you go and do that to other men. But it's more other women that tend Mm. to go, you want to work? Why don't you just want to be at home? Um, Because I want to do what I love. I want to use all my gifts and talents. I want to, you know. But I've always wondered what that is about women because 
they are they can be very judgmental from anything like you know you gave birth with c-section you couldn't do natural yeah. like are you using a dummy well we were told not to use dummies or are you breastfeeding well you yeah. should be or you shouldn't yeah. be yeah. everyone has an opinion everybody oh wants gosh. to share yeah. it and push that on someone else everyone's shame you went back to work so quickly but you didn't feel like your child needed you more or whatever it yeah. might be and it's not just the women saying it but the other the other women taking that on and caring about what someone else so, says. Isn't it sad? Yeah. Because everyone's doing the best they can with the mm -hmm. knowledge and skills that they have and they're choosing the decisions based on them. What's mm -hmm. right for you might not be right for me. And I can share my, like in my book, I say, look, I share my perspective yeah, and my and my real life experience. Yeah. I say, look, this is my theory. I've got my own theories. I've got my relationship formula, but I'm a human. Mm. My method might not work for you. I want you to find yours. Mm. because you're uniquely you. There's yeah. no other you, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I think just remembering that and just and having more love and compassion for ourselves helps us go, well, she's doing the best that she can. That's what she loves doing. Because a happy mum and a happy wife is the most important thing. Mm -hmm. That's what the children want. They want to see, oh, my mum's fulfilled. Mm. If you're going to be at home in the kitchen and you hate it every minute of it, Maybe it's not for you. Maybe you need to do, I don't, even if that's just dancing around or doing a passion that you love. That's so important because that affects everything. So tell us a bit about you. Yeah, what would you yeah. like to know? <laughs> um, well, a little bit about you, where you grew up, your parents, what shaped you to become the person you are, the experiences you went through that led you to writing this book. And um, I've seen on your Instagram, you say that you're also single Yes. Um, looking for love. And, yeah. so <laughs> I wouldn't so much bit. say that I'm looking for love. Okay. I've been single for four years now. Mm -hmm. I'm content. Yeah. I believe that everyone's like the love of yeah. your life. <laughs> yeah, I've said that before on this podcast. You can have many soulmates. It doesn't have to be your That one partner. person. Yeah. And I think when you've been in a 13-year relationship, you know that it's really valuable to have your friends it's really valuable to have different people because not one person can be everything. Mm -hmm. And society drives that onto so many of us. You look for the one, that one person to complete you, that one person to be everything. How much pressure is that on the relationship and that one person? So I'm content. I think when you are content and happy with where you are, ultimately everything flows. When you're looking to get something from someone else because you're at a deficit, then you know mm. it's never yeah, it's never great yeah. it's never great can't be it's fully never, happy well I wouldn't say it's not great but I just say that you attract the wrong things the wrong people from the wrong reason and would I even say it's wrong no let's not judge myself here and say right or wrong but it's coming from a place of I don't have it I need it in you I'm reclaiming it in you mm -hmm. rather than okay I've got enough of whatever I'm at deficit of and now I'm being conscious it's a different relationship. Completely different. So yes, me and my story. Um, my mum and dad were in a relationship when I grew up. They were very unhappy. My mum is very traditional. My mum stayed at home. My dad went out to work. And your mother's Ukrainian Irish, you yeah, said. So yeah, so my mum was born in the UK, but my parents were both sons and daughters of immigrants. So they didn't feel like they belonged and, you know, for the, through the war trauma and everything like that, they had a lot of trauma. So my parents trauma bonded. 
And I grew up in a household where the roles were very defined. A woman stays at home in the kitchen, a man goes out to work. And my dad and he died. He got given 24 hours to live. And from that pressure, well, he worked seven days a week. Mm. My dad was hardworking. He was chasing what society said to chase, had 20 men working for him. He was doing these businesses, but he didn't look after himself. He didn't self-care. He had a lot of trauma that he didn't process, which leads to illness. Your health is number one, hundred percent. Mm. So from a young age, my parents were the greatest teachers. My dad, very spiritual, very spiritual man. Even though he had been through so much, he was always positive, still is, <laughs> and an, an amazing human being, very kind, and taught me about, look, you've got an aura, you've got a soul. He taught me about being spiritual at a very young age. I always had that connection to God mm-hmm. um, and the light because I believe we are all light beings. And I think my parents were great teachers to me. But then I suppose we fall into societies and I was like, I'm going to get married by the time I'm 30, which I did because my parents got married when they were 30. And I wanted to marry a Greek man, maybe subconsciously to make my dad happy because he's Greek and my ER and, you know, that was that kind of the dream vision. But I think sometimes you can be so set on your tick list, your checklist. Mm. And I talk about this in my book and your vision that you will make anyone right in that vision. Mm. You make them fit. Like that. Make them fit. Work, oh, yeah. oh yeah, yeah. yeah. It's not what I want, but I'll make him what I want. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which again, as you going back to what you just said, it's a lot of pressure. It's a lot of pressure yeah, on, on the men yeah. as well. Um, and again, I think it's what society tells you like this is how a man should be this is how you're wed I got married in Cyprus oh that's so nice where did oh you get God, married it's one of the worst days of my life oh no why tell us <laughs> yeah it was I did why? I just where did you get married I got married in Potaris okay. so I went out there I came to Cyprus four times to plan my wedding bomb, mm. but I came by myself mm. and it's a metaphor as in everything could look perfect it looked beautiful the fireworks were going off. The the dinner tables looked immaculate. It was white. It was all white roses. And it looked like a fairy tale. But I never felt so lonely. Mm. Because when I looked around, I was like, I'd done the flowers myself. I'd done everything myself. No one was a part of it, right? I came to Cyprus four or five times alone. Mm. And... Looking at what you needed, yeah. I just think, looking back in hindsight, it, it wouldn't have mattered if the flowers were all different colours. <laughs> but somebody had done it. Mm. And they were like, that was my stamp. And they looked around and they were proud of their flowers, mm. right? I think we can get carried away with a vision of how we want something to be mm. more than what's important, yeah. which is togetherness, everyone thinking and feeling like they're part of something. Mm. And creating together something yeah, beautiful. Oh my goodness, we see so many weddings here at St. Raphael. It's insane. I mean, we're very popular for weddings, both yeah. local weddings and, and um, foreign, let's say. And my, oh, we see the in-laws getting involved. We see fights before uh, the actual wedding day. Sometimes we can hazard a guess, like how long it's going to last. It's so sad to say, but it's, it's quite so obvious. It's so sad. Um, you know, sometimes we never meet 
you know, one part of the of the couple. But then sometimes that works. I mean, we were laughing with my husband. We also got married here. You know, when he came in and he made his speech on on at our wedding dinner, he's like, I'm surprised as the rest of you because I have no idea what's going on in this room, but it's beautiful. And I'd like to thank my wife and he was laughing. But that yeah. works for us because I was yes. like, this isn't about you. I'm just going to do, you know. Yes. Because for me, it was a bit plug and play organising a wedding. Yeah. So I was like, let me just do it and let's not faff to, you know, much yeah. about. Um, and then I always say for weddings, we're sidetracking a bit here, but um, it's two photos. You know, I'm like, people forget they get, you know, they have fights, as you said, over flowers or um, I don't know, like whether there'll be fireworks or whether they should, you know, which type of wine they should serve or like ridiculous details. So lot, isn't there a lot of pressure here though? Because you know, nobody cares. Oh, you know, nobody so, cares. No, and, no, and, they don't care. And they don't care. Actually, I think they care more in the UK. Like the, the UK weddings definitely pay more attention to details. Here it's quite a standard formula of what's going to happen, of the food that's going to be served. I mean, the cake is not a big thing here like it is in the UK. That could be a whole massive you know, thing and tasting and, but all that remains is two pictures. I always say this, you will barely get out your wedding album, maybe when your kids are 15 to show them and you're just going to frame two pictures. So I'm like all this expense, all this fuss, all this time. And the my whole wedding day, I kept looking at my friends going like that and they were laughing. I'm like two pictures, that's it, it's two <laughs> oh. pictures. Like, so let's just have fun. You yeah. know, I was like, let's just, it doesn't matter if something goes wrong. My cake topper wasn't put on Everything properly. Goes, it it's just, it's the way the universe goes. I think on, when I got married here, it rained on the day. Yeah. <laughs> I think the universe. Which had you been in a better mood, you would have been like, who cares? You know? I, I think I was still yeah. like, who cares? Because I'm, I'm quite easygoing like that anyway. Yeah. But I think as well, sometimes the universe gives you signs. And with the Greeks and my ex-husband being, his family being very traditional, it was like, this wedding isn't about you. This wedding's about everyone yes. in the village come in, everyone or everyone come in yeah. to for whatever reason, because we've been to everyone else's wedding. We just care about the money aspect of it. And it yeah. was like a business. It was yeah. like, oh my gosh, this is hell. Yeah. This is, it wasn't, you're marrying for yeah, love. Yeah, it's not romantic. <laughs> you're going to say, your, you want to say your wedding vows? What? Like, yeah, yeah, I would like to say my wedding vows. <laughs> And that none of that, yeah. none of me was really put, if I take a step back and go, actually, this wasn't really me at all. I was trying to make everyone happy when no one was happy. Yeah. And really my ideal wedding would have been on the beach. With like a couple of people. Though, yeah. But I think we do it in life. And, yeah. and, and I thought I was never going to get married again. Mm. So in my head, I was like, I'm never going to get married again. This is my last chance. I'm going to put everything into it. I'm going to make it, you know, amazing. Mm. So I never do it again. But now if I could tell my so, younger self. So do you think the marriage went wrong from the beginning? Or? I think, look, listen, I think you get milestones mm. in your relationship. And as a relationship coach, when something goes wrong in your relationship, they will go, okay, tell me about your wedding. Tell me about when you first met. Mm. Now, if you, your first meeting was he liked me, but then he didn't like me. And then I had to chase him. Or <laughs> something like that. You're talking about trauma, right? Mm. If you talk about your wedding and you're like, oh my God, it was just like absolute hell on that. You know, there that's your story you're creating, right? So this is where knowing what your values are, being aligned with somebody else's values, mm. sitting down and actually going from that united place and being a team is more important than anything else. Mm -hmm. And I think 
it happens a lot with, I suppose, men and women. They feel divided between their family. They want to make everyone else happy. And they don't sit down and go, well, what's going to make us happy? Mm. You know, what do we really need here? What's going to, this is going to be our story. Be careful. Because in 10 years time, when everything falls apart and you're talking about your story, if it's a really bad story, are you going to pick that story again? Mm. You're going to go to everyone else's wedding and go, oh my gosh. You know. So what would your advice be to your younger self? My advice to my younger self with relationships and don't betray yourself. Don't betray yourself. You know, I think obviously you have to compromise in relationships and things like that. Mm. But don't betray who you are at your core and your values because you will get betrayed. People wonder why they get betrayed. It's because you're betraying all parts of you, you know. And remember what's really important because what's really important is enjoying things Mm. and building connections along the way and saying fuck it to perfection because nothing is really perfect it's all an illusion anyway yeah and what is perfect today is not tomorrow so because we change and we grow and we develop and our needs are different so yeah yeah. we're always growing we're always changing Mm -hmm. so a hundred percent i would say love it just Love your life, love your journey, and choose people that really love you for you, mm. you know, along the way. Absolutely, absolutely. So from fear to love, that's in your book. And um, you just told us a bit about your personal journey and I guess that where it, where it came from. But I love that you included the Hawaiian prayer or saying, I love that, that I'm sorry, please forgive me, thank you, and I love you. It's so powerful, you know, and I think whether or not you call it prayer, talking mm-hmm. to the universe, it's your intentions. Mm-hmm. And to say connection can go in a relationship and people can turn around and go, okay, this, what, what happened? What's, and they want to hear the story and they want to know the drama, right? <laughs> yeah. But people love drama. People love it. But the truth of the matter is, no matter what, the connection's gone. Mm somehow or they can't speak their truth mm. it's getting back to connection and just staring into your partner's eyes just staring deeply into and not saying anything for five minutes it's one of the most powerful things that you can do just grab them and just stare at them i love that and i talk about mm. this because it's that tuning into their soul mm. like are you sad today like mm. afterwards after the five minutes of silence yeah to be really seen mm. i'm really present i'm really present right? That's connection. Mm. And then go from there. I had a man message me on Instagram today was like, Hey, I'm having these issues. I, you know, I want to have sex with my wife, but she doesn't want to have sex with me. And and I was just like, okay, this is the type of thing I say, like, are you really tuning into her? Mm. Are you looking into her eyes? Like it doesn't take a long to actually do these things, Yeah, but they're so powerful. And then it's that connection. And that prayer is a powerful one, but I do say that in the relationship element to start the day as in you know gratitude list by yourself Mm. yeah I get it but but together like looking thank you so much Mm. for sharing this day with me yeah you know how we that day the next day might not come and I also quite think it's again on a spiritual side but 
if you have your intentions, but also send out your message into the universe, your partner might not even be with you, but you're going to the office and you say, I love you. You know, I love you. I'm here for you. And you yeah. remind yourself that you're there for your partner, not just that you're taking, but you're also giving. Yeah. And somehow they're going to feel that throughout the day. Same thing with your children, your friends. You know, I'm thinking of my friend. I'm there for them. You know, we do that in yoga, the intention mm. of the day, someone that we, so you know, care about. Um, and I think, it, yeah, you know, the universe will definitely send that message on. I love that. It's yeah. so powerful. And even if, okay, you don't believe in that, vibrationally and mm -hmm. energetically, your field increases up to eight times more yeah. with just that thought. And just your mindset, even if you don't believe the other person will get that message, you're going to make sure that message is transferred later on. Yeah. You're going to feel it. Yeah. So vibrationally, your energy is going to lift. Mm -hmm. And I 100% believe that they feel, you know, everything yeah. is energy, right? So. Yeah, absolutely. So you have your podcast, which you told me is, was your gift to yourself for being becoming 40 and something you wanted yeah. to do. So tell us a bit about your podcast, The Marina Show. Um, what, have, what have you learned from it? Because for me as well, like having this show for over a year now, I mean, it's taught me so much. I've learned so much from all the, you know, the, the people that have been on it. Yeah, what's your take on podcasting? I love it. I think it's just all about being genuine, having that authentic, raw conversations with individuals mm. and bringing that out into the light. It's yeah. almost like your own show, your own TV show. But actually, everyone is a star in their own show, their own mm -hmm. life. Their own life. <laughs> Everyone's a protagonist in their own life. It's their own life. And then mm. what role were you choosing, right? And I've met so many incredible, interesting people that have, mm. have helped me grow. Mm-hmm. But just we've sparked one another in some way just by yeah. having that presence because it's a time where you can have divine connection with no interruptions and real honest conversations, which then you're serving, you're serving humanity, you're serving the world in some shape or form, right? So it's a give mm. back. And if somebody finds a couple of my podcasts and it helps them, amazing. Yeah. You've done what you came to do. You've done, like your soul's mission. Mm. <laughs> yeah and I think if you can go to bed at night with that then for me my heart is full so and I think you learn a lot don't you? you learn a lot about what works what doesn't work what works on screen what works on mic tone so you learn about yourself but then mm. you also learn about others yeah I also think coaching helps I mean I'm a coach you're a coach but yeah. you know it's very much about listening and being present isn't it oh yeah, yeah. one of the most like the valuable things amazing you ever do and like holding space mm. for another person is so beautiful mm. absolutely so I ask everybody this your favourite quote well I'm going to have to use one from my book <laughs> ah, of course <laughs> but the way you make love is the way you live your life mm. and it's to bring that presence to the fact that the way you do something is the way you do everything mm. and to help men go how are you making love are you making love? <laughs> do you know what it is? Some guys are like, Marina, I don't even know like what it is to it, you know. Yeah. And I my definition is that you're present. You're there. There's no end goal. Mm. You're just enjoying that moment because I think many of us are very intuitive beings. And if we feel there's an agenda, then you're not making love, right? Mm. Whatever that agenda is. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Oh, thank you for sharing that. 
Goodness, this is definitely a unique hotel talk <laughs> podcast. I love this. X-rated. Don't let your children listen to this one. So um, this is a bonus question. So yes. our team gets it all. Ask any question. They won't know who pick it. I'll read it oh, for yes, you. Sure. Um, let's see. What did you get? Da, 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 da. Where do you see yourself in 10 years? 10 years' time. So when you're 50, I guess. <laughs> that's an interesting one well your daughters will be 20 and 16 so you'll still be teening it with <laughs> with yeah. one child very at peace like you know um i've spoken a lot around the world in different places mm. around connection togetherness love and opened many hearts around the world. I don't know if I see. I I was seeing myself living in America. But I see probably okay. America, a bit of Dubai, a bit, of, bit doing doing work in Cyprus. What's the pull to America? Where in America? It's so huge. I've been to America quite a few times actually this year. I've been to LA, mm. and yeah, I mean, my goal is to make a TV show out there. I also act as well. So I'd like to create more conscious films mm -hmm. and relationships, showing people how to repair relationships. Mm -hmm. So producing out there, and I'd like to create a, my own show around helping men connect more to their hearts. I love that. Yeah. Thank you for sharing. I have one final question for you. Yeah, sure. Um, you're not looking for a relationship, but if you were, what would you look for in a partner? Wow. Okay, so I would look for someone that wanted to create with me, mm -hmm. that had really good values, high values around family, that wanted, that had a, a, a positive mindset and wanted to create, right? So mm. if they kind of got to a situation where they were stagnant, that they would be able to create with me. And grow. And grow. And I think more than anything right now, I'm looking to create and build lots of different businesses, and I'd like someone that's very similar and mm. wants to do that and wants to be part mm. of that journey and that's very calm. Yeah. And, you know, or just maybe they're happy to see you do that, that they're on their own path, but they're just content enough within themselves secure, to see you. Very yeah. securely attached. If we look at attachment theory, mm -hmm. a very securely attached man that I'm not an extension of him. Mm. I'm not an accessory in any way. <laughs> yeah. But I'm just okay. It's okay, you know, whatever makes her happy, mm -hmm. yeah. you know, and I'm doing what makes me happy. But yeah. it's not a codependent relationship yeah. where I'm having to make him happy and he's mm -hmm. having to make me happy. Yeah. So it, it would have to be a very secure, loving, kind Genuine gentleman. <laughs> oh. Well, I, I will send out to the universe. I hope <laughs> you find you. him. And um, thank you so much. Wishing you and your girls all the best, everyone. Um, go get this book. It's uh, Men Need Love Too. So Marina Lazaris, I'm sure people can get it on Amazon. They can, yeah. You can get it wherever you are in the world. Uh, thank you so much for your time. Enjoy thank Cyprus. You. Thank you hope so much. Hope to see you here more often. And welcome at St. Raphael Resort anytime. Thank you for having me. Thank you, my dear. Thank you. <laughs> Great. Okay, so you know what? We're still on live, so that's it, guys. You have seen it here. I can... Live and direct. Is it now? Yeah, we've got one. 
So I hope you guys have all enjoyed that. Back again. Centurion. So I'm just waving back. There's too many of you came online to mention your one by one, but a big wow. Whoa, I'm scrolling through. I'm just seeing if there's any questions for anyone. Um, that's a lot better, my dears. That was when we had our audio. So guys, tune in. Are you watching the World Cup? Someone asked you. This is your radio jockey interview. Someone asked you that. Am I watching the World Cup? Yeah. No, no, I don't watch football. No, sorry. No football, guys. <laughs> um, no football. I've been judged in the past for taking the time to do full-time childcare by other women. Yeah. That's Angela from Scotland. Oh, yes. Know. Oh, my goodness. Haven't we all? I know. So sad, um, isn't it? Really? Because the most important thing is a fulfilled mind. Like, Women can be so self-critical. We need to move away from this mentally. Absolutely. And support each other, not judge. Good morning, ladies. It's Daliana wishing you a great day. Back to you. Sida for travel. Hi, hi, hi. And um, this all resonates so much. Thanks, Angela. I'm happy you enjoyed it. Um, goodness, big hi, Pavis, Pierre, Centurion, Saman, Stephen, so many. Okay, guys, we'll love you and leave you. So don't forget, follow, if you're following either one of us and not the other, you know where to click on now and follow for more, follow both of our podcasts. Um, Hotel Talk, this episode will be out um, probably in December or January. So do follow it from now so you don't miss this episode when it comes out. And if you want to hop on to YouTube and follow St. Raphael Resort Cyprus, um, subscribe to the YouTube channel, then you'll see it when it comes out about three to four weeks after the audio is released. So don't forget to check out the audio um, first on Apple, on Spotify, on Buzzsprout, on our channel, um, hoteltalkwithfaro.com. So we'll see you all soon. Thank you so much for joining. And um, have a great Monday. Bye, bye, bye. Bye. <laughs>We hope that you're enjoying Hotel Talk and I'd like to remind you guys, please, to click that subscribe button. It helps us more than you may realize and any likes or comments that you can give us on any platform would be highly appreciated because it helps us get heard and more exposure. Don't forget to hop along to St. Rafael Resorts and Marina's website. Uh, join us on our journey with our Seahorse Club, where you can get exclusive offers and so much more. Or you can email our team directly, quoting Hotel Talk, to receive an exclusive discount on your next stay with us in Limassol, Cyprus. We'll see you all soon and feedback is more than welcome. Thank you for being part of this journey.